So on today's Bible studies, we are going to be talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples, verse 2, and he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is any Holy Spirit. We have not even heard that there is any Holy Spirit. Now this passage is very deep, and this passage can be used to dissolve a lot of uh, theological controversies as regards the doctrine of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are people who believe that once you give your life to Jesus, you have received the Holy Spirit because they say the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are one. So if you receive the Son, you have received the Father, and you have received also the Spirit. But the Scripture clearly says the Apostle Paul found certain disciples, I would say in our context, certain Christians, and asked them, have you received did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Meaning that when you believe, it is not automatic that you receive the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And listen to the answer they said, we have not even heard that there is any Holy Spirit. So you can see that what kept these people from receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit was ignorance. And so I'm believing that as we dive into this Bible studies tonight, every ignorance will be dealt with, every ignorance will dissolve, and we will be granted the grace to receive and experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. After water baptism and your incorporation into fellowship with other believers, the next step is to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is available to everyone who believes in Jesus. Unfortunately, most Christians, due to deception or ignorance, have deprived themselves from experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which leads to the abundant life and fruitful life that Christ promised to all who believe in Him. Desire to know more about the Holy Spirit so you can be empowered by Him for a glorious life in Jesus Christ. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The term baptism of the Holy Spirit is not directly mentioned anywhere in the scriptures. It is a convenient designation for the experience predicted by John the Baptist when he said Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You can see this in Matthew 3.11, Mark 1.8, Luke 3.16, and John 3, John 1.33. So there are synonyms in the Bible that are used to express the idea of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are many terms in the Bible that are used to refer to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, especially in the book of Acts which records the initial discerning of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples of Jesus. The following are expressions 
that are used interchangeably to describe the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number one, baptize in the Spirit. Anytime you hear the Bible says someone was baptized in the Spirit, it is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 3, 11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The second designation is the Spirit coming or falling upon. The Spirit coming or falling upon. Like in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In other words, when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The third is the outpouring of the Spirit. Anytime you hear the word outpouring of the Spirit, it's referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. The fourth is the promise of the Father. In Acts 1, 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. So Jesus Christ describes the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the promise of the Father. Number five is the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit. After the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit, the onlookers were asking, Are these men drunk? In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, then Peter said in response, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Number six is the gift of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is also described as the gift of God. But Peter said unto him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that, you, that the gift of God could be purchased with money. And number seven is receiving the Spirit. When you hear the scripture say someone received the Spirit, it is, it is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 8.15 it says, Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And lastly, filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. If, if someone says, I am filled with the Spirit, they are referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, 4, it says, And when they were all filled with the Spirit, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began speaking in tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, a million-dollar question is, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit for everyone? Is the baptism of the Holy Spirit for everyone? Because some people have said the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for everybody. This is why it is believed by many that it is the Pentecostal churches that promote this idea of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is not for everybody. 
So some preachers and even denominations do not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some do not believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an experience different from salvation. Like I said, they believe that if you are born again, if you have received Jesus, you have received the Father, you have received the Spirit because they are all one. However, the scripture makes it very clear to understand, very easy to understand, that there is a difference between being born in the Spirit and being baptized in the Spirit. When you give your life to Christ, you become born in the Spirit. John chapter 3 verse 5. Acts 1, Acts 19 verse 1 indicates that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate event which takes place after salvation and is available for all believers. In Acts chapter 2 verse 4 it says, And they were all filled, not some, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all, they were all. Notice the word all, not some. In Acts 2, 38, it says, Then Peter said, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Spirit. So if it wasn't, if it wasn't for everybody, Peter would not have addressed the whole crowd. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, when they, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They were all. Notice the word all. And lastly, in Mark 16, 17, it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils. They will speak with other tongues. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. So if you have not experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet, there are two possibilities. Either you have decided personally not to, or you are ignorant. And this is why this Bible study is designed to help you get understanding so you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What is the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why is it so important that we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that every believer receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit cannot be overemphasized. A believer who is not baptized in the Holy Spirit is limited in what he or she can accomplish for the glory of God. There are several reasons why every believer should be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Number one, the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers you for effective witness. The baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers you for effective witness. Becoming a believer in Christ is like being enrolled into the military. But being baptized in the Holy Spirit is like being officially inducted and given ammunition. You are endorsed and empowered as a spiritual soldier when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1, it says, But ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
What this means is that until you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you are not empowered for evangelism. You are not empowered to witness. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that gives you power to be a witness of Jesus Christ. Number two, the baptism of the Holy Spirit enables or enhances or enables you to pray effectively. The baptism of the Holy Spirit enables you to pray effectively. Those who are baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues do get assisted by the Holy Spirit to pray the exact will of God. The exact will of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So when we pray, for example, when somebody says, I prayed for four hours, do you think they were speaking in English for four hours? No. You pray in English, you pray with your understanding, and then you pray in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues, the Spirit of God in you helps you pray the exact will of God, the exact prayer request, the exact things that you need from the Lord. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit enables you pray effectively. Number three, the baptism of the Holy Spirit helps you see visions and prophesy. The baptism of the Holy Spirit helps you see visions and prophesy. And just to know the word prophecy in this text is not talking about predicting the future. It's talking about proclaiming God's word with power. Proclaiming God's word with power. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. So when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are ushered into a realm of prophecy and visions. Into a realm of prophecy and visions. You begin to see things. You are able to proclaim things and they come to pass. Now when somebody makes a declaration, the potency of that declaration is not validated by the tone of their voice or by their religious affiliation or denomination. What makes your declaration powerful is the spirit behind that declaration. So when a man is filled with the Holy Spirit and he makes a declaration, that declaration is potent and powerful because of the spirit that is behind that declaration. We are able to proclaim God's word with power because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number four. The baptism of the Holy Spirit enhances your relationship with God. Jesus, upon departure, promised his disciples to send them the Holy Spirit to enhance their relationship with the Father. If you really desire a functional relationship with God, you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit comes after Jesus departed the earth to help us build 
a solid and intimate relationship with the Father. The Holy Spirit enhances our relationship. He helps us remember what Jesus said. He helps us remember scriptures. He helps us, you know, with utterance in proclaiming God's word. The next thing we're going to talk about is what is the initial evidence that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit? How do I know that I am baptized in the Holy Spirit? Or how do I know that someone is baptized with the Holy Spirit? There are many signs which indicate that a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit. The initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit consistently mentioned in Scripture is speaking in tongues. Is speaking in tongues. The initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. In Acts chapter 19, verse 6, the Bible says, When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. In Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 46, while Peter was still speaking those words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come to Peter were astonished that the gift of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they had heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Speaking in tongues and praising God. How did the circumcised believers know that these Gentiles had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They heard them speaking in tongues. That was a clue. They heard them speaking in tongues. In Acts chapter 2 verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What indicated, what was the evidence that they were baptized with the Holy Spirit was that they heard them speaking in tongues. So if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Why is it so important to pray in tongues? Why is it so important to pray in tongues? When you pray in tongues, you pray directly to God from your spirit. When you pray in tongues, you pray directly to God from your spirit. Tongues is the most effective language to communicate with God. The beauty about praying in tongues is that the devil can't understand what you are saying. For example, when you pray in English, if the enemy is around, the enemy hears what you're saying. The enemy knows what you're talking about. And this is why it is dangerous sometimes when people pray and ask God for a sign. For example, you say, maybe they are in a typical case scenario. You are a young lady about to get married. There are two men that are interested in you and you are really confused you don't know who to marry so you say oh lord give me a sign of the man you want me to marry if this man is the man that you want me to marry let him come to church on sunday wearing a blue shirt that is your prayer now the devil is also listening to your prayer the devil can influence that man to wear a blue shirt and then on sunday you confirm and say oh the lord has given me a sign Meanwhile, that sign was not given to you by God because when you were praying, the devil was also listening. But when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit, the devil has no idea what you are saying. 
because tongues is a spiritual language. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14:2, For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with the Spirit, things that you yourself cannot even imagine. I always tell this story about a man that was in his workshop walking in the afternoon and he felt led to start speaking in tongues. And God opened the ears of his neighbor to hear what he was saying in English. He got the interpretation. But this man was praying in tongues. And then not too long from then, his kids came back from school and they told the dad that if not for God, we would have been involved in a ghastly motor accident today. And the neighbor confirmed, not knowing that this guy was speaking in tongues, said, ah, this is what you were just praying about a few minutes ago. So this guy failed the urge to pray. But in the course of speaking in tongues, his spirit was praying for his children without him knowing. He was praying the exact will of God, the exact need at that time without even knowing. That is the power of speaking in tongues. Number two, when you pray in tongues, you are spiritually edified and strengthened. In 1 Corinthians 14, he says, He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. The word edify comes from, is the same word edifice, which is structure. You build yourself up when you pray in tongues. If you want to be edified, anytime you're feeling low, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling weak, you're feeling overwhelmed, just pray in tongues. You build your spirit up. Anytime you're feeling depressed, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling down. When you pray in tongues, it animates, it energizes, it synchronizes your spirit and keeps you going. In Jude 1.20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Number three, when you pray in tongues, you glorify God from your spirit. You glorify God from your spirit. In Acts 10, 46, it says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Sometimes when we are praying and worshiping God, sometimes all we can do is just to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because our words are limited. We have a limited vocabulary as people. But when we pray in tongues, we enter into a limitless vocabulary to express our gratitude, to express our worship unto the Lord. Number four, when you pray in tongues, you pray the will of the Father. You pray the will of the Father. Jesus Christ said you pray and your prayers are not answered because you pray amiss. In other words, you are praying the wrong thing. You are praying for what you don't need. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27, it says, In the, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with the will of God. So sometimes when you don't know what is going on, at your job, in your marriage, in your family, in, in your business. You just pray in tongues. 
and the Spirit helps you pray exactly what needs to be prayed. The Spirit helps you say exactly what needs to be said. Instead of trying to figure things out and saying the wrong thing, and sometimes even crushing your own faith with your mouth, the Holy Spirit helps you express the exact need to God when you pray in tongues. Number five, praying in tongues helps you increase your duration in prayer. Like I said, I always wondered when, people, when I used to hear that people pray for four or five hours. I asked myself, what are they saying? Do they just sit there and repeat themselves over and over and over? No, if you're going to pray for long, it can be in English. You pray in tongues. That is the language God has given to us to communicate with him. You would agree with me that if you are learning Spanish and you are trying to communicate with a friend in Spanish, it's stressful because you have to sit there and figure out if the vocabulary is right, if the things you are saying is correct, if your friend understands what you're saying. You know, we are limited in our vocabulary. That is why when people tell you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because they're trying to make sure that you get what they are saying because we are limited in our vocabulary. And sometimes when we pray, sometimes people have a lot of repetition. But when you're praying in your private time, you are enabled to pray for long when you speak in tongues because you don't have to repeat yourself and say the same thing over and over. You keep praying in tongues. You keep praying different things different situations. Sometimes you are interceding for people without knowing. Like, I, like I, you know, I've had people have come to me and said they saw me in their dream. It, it wasn't me physically, but it was the intercession that is made in the spirit that sometimes is God uses to address situations in the lives of people as we pray unknowingly because the Holy Spirit prays the exact will of God. How to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is important. How do you get baptized in the Holy Spirit? There are five simple steps to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not complicated. And it's always difficult for believers, for church people who have been in church for too long because we get familiar. And it becomes difficult to receive. But you have to understand this is simple. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues, I was not in church. I was in my room praying by myself when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. So this can happen to you tonight. It can happen to you alone. It can happen to you in your car. It can happen to you anywhere if you desire it and believe it. It will happen. Number one, you must be born again. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a gift for unbelievers. You can't learn it. It comes after you are born again. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, the Bible says, Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Peter is telling them, if you change your lives, if you accept Jesus, if you make things right with God, you can also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for unbelievers. It's not for churchgoers. It's not for religious people. It's for born-again children of God. 
So if you are not sincerely and genuinely born again, you are not qualified to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number two, believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. In Acts chapter 2, verse 39, it says, the promise is for you and your children, all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Now, why is it important? Because there are teachings that has come from churches telling us that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for everybody. So you might have been in a church or a denomination that has indoctrinated you with that idea that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for everybody. So by so doing, you exempted yourself from the possibility of receiving the baptism. So you have to believe that it's for you. Believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you because without believing, you can't receive. If you don't believe, you can't receive. And number three, cultivate the desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you don't desire, you cannot acquire. If you don't desire, you cannot acquire. If you don't conceive, you can't receive. If you don't picture, you can't capture. So cultivate the desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. In John 7, 37 to 39, it says, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone tests, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, and out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him will receive, because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus said the condition to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is test. If anyone is tested, let him come and drink. This is not given to everybody. It's given to those who are tested. This is why we can be in church. Some people are not baptized in the Holy Spirit because they are not tested. They don't desire it. Some people say, well, if God wants to give it to me, he will give it to me. God has been wanting to give it to you before you even knew about it. So your role now is to desire it. Your role now is to be testing, to let God know I am testing, and God will quench that test by baptizing you with the Holy Spirit. Number four, ask for it. Ask for it. In John 14, 13 and 14, it says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So ask the Lord, say, O oh Lord, baptize me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Simple as that. O oh Lord, baptize me in the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You ask for it. Don't sit and assume that one day it's going to come. One day it's going to come. It will only come if you ask. And when you ask for it in prayer, number five, open your mouth and speak by faith. Now, most people do not proceed after this point because they think the Holy Spirit will speak for them. When you ask and you sense the presence of the Holy Spirit with a sensation on your lips, 
sometimes your mouth begins to vibrate. You feel like your mouth is vibrating. That is when, that is a signal that the Holy Spirit is giving you the ability to speak. So you open your mouth and just try to say anything. The Holy Spirit takes control and helps you articulate the words. Don't try to repeat anything you know. The reason why sometimes we have tongues similar in churches. Sometimes you go to a church, you, 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 when you hear the pastor's tongues, you find out that all the Christians in that church are speaking the tongues of their pastor. Because what they did is that they just copied their pastor. The Bible said they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, not as they imitated their pastor. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So your tongue should be different from my tongues. Tongues is a language. So when you sense that presence of the Lord upon your life and your lips begin to move, sometimes some people make sound like, that is, the, that is the, the, the ability, the enablement that the Holy Spirit is giving you now. From there, you start speaking. And as you start speaking, the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. You start saying words that you don't even understand. When some people speak in tongues, you think it's Chinese. Some people you think it's Arabic. Because the Holy Spirit gives them utterance. If you really desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, don't hesitate to share your desire with, with your spiritual leaders or the church that you attend or your discipleship group, or with other believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you can, they can pray for you. But more so, you can also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on your own. On your own. You can lock yourself in the room and say, Lord, I'm going to stay here the whole day today until you baptize me with the Holy Spirit. And it will happen. The reason why sometimes people don't receive is that you close your eyes in five minutes, you say, Lord, baptize me, and you're waiting. You wait, 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 no sign. And then you close the door, you say, oh, it didn't happen. I asked, it didn't happen. You have to be patient. You have to desire. When we desire something, we wait for it. We persevere for it. It's not a rush. And this is why sometimes people go year after year not receiving the baptism, not because the Holy their God is not giving it to them. It's because they are not patient. They don't have the strong desire to receive. If you truly desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will get it. So, brothers and sisters, there's a lot that can be said about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But if you desire it, you will get it. Because the promise is for you and your children. If you are listening to me today, and you are not yet speaking in tongues, I pray that God will grant you grace. God will grant you grace to receive that baptism. Now the Bible says in Acts chapter 19, verse 6, it says, when Paul had placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And prophesied. So I'm not able to be there with you physically right now, but for all of you, who are listening to me, who have not yet been baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I want you to place your right hand on your forehead. I'm going to pray for you right now. And if you believe it, you can receive it. And sometimes after prayer, 
you may not get a manifestation right away, but sometimes you may go to take a shower. Before you know it, you just sense a presence, and you, the next thing you, know, you start speaking in tongues. Some people convulse, like they have cerebral malaria, and then boom, they're speaking in tongues. So everyone who is not speaking in tongues, lay your right hand upon your head as I pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because the promise is for us and our children. You say if we ask, we will receive. Father, as many as are testing today, listening to my voice, according to your word, I ask, O oh Lord, baptize them now in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Baptize them now in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Receive it now. Receive the baptism now. Receive the Holy Spirit now. Receive the Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus. Yes, receive it. Open your heart, open your mouth, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. La zuqua sekong swa mudele kepira dozazia koshiko. Linka paradubam swa pokedeshi. Elaria gadong swa shukepeledus kamarete. Linko kwa kadele prizutas kalashia negolensia. E dudu pakalia radanzoko swedis kapalanushi. El kamaguare abatashia logozengsie kopo inda paranaz. Lezisko shadina karezo. Oluntia kalbareta kula kwa kuzansia pekodish. Le kamuda ora gazis ya konshiatea. Le india krakopoluza meskente shadigaro. Le mkukuta kwa dele preskuma zwantas pokodush. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, ancients of days. Even for those who are already baptized, receive utterance. Receive utterance for a higher vocabulary, a higher vocabulary to speak in tongues with utterance, to speak in tongues in vocabulary with higher vocabulary. Now, receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Thank you, ancients of days. Thank you, King of glory. Be magnified. Be glorified. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you believe it and you receive it, you say amen. And believe that you receive. In Jesus' name. Amen.